The following is based on true events. Names have been changed in order to protect all involved. So, what's the dance routine you and Joel have planned for tonight? Well, with you now, we have five guys, so... That's when I saw him. Actually, I sensed my dad. What the literal fuck? I started triggering in all kinds of directions. The main being my looming exile to church school. We were thinking of maybe doing in sync? No, Nick. My brain and body were not in sync. Yeah, sure. I get down to them on the dance floor. Hi, Dad. What are you doing here? Hey, Bruce. I thought we could have lunch together. I tried texting you, but you didn't respond. I could barely process my dad's words. Lunch? It felt like my brain sprang into some alternate reality. One which all events inconvenienced its inhabitants. Sorry, Dad. We're not supposed to check our phones at school. It was actually confiscated by a math witch. And I already have lunch plans. It's fine, Bruce. No, it's not fine, Nick. Sorry, Dad. Nick and I already made plans to eat. Hi, Nick. I'm Roger. Nice to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet you, Bruce's dad. Mmm, please, call me Roger. <laughs> oh, my freaking... Is, is this really happening? We could all eat together, only if that's okay with you both. My treat. Anywhere you like. No. Why don't we try it out? What do you say, Bruce? Fine. Whatever. So if you could go to any college, Nick, where would you go? Columbia. Hmm. I guess I just need to get away from California. I grew up here. Hmm. Why Columbia? Because it's Columbia, Dad. They have a great psychology program. I want to be a therapist. I minored in psychology. Really? That's so cool. Dear God, help me. Why therapy? My dad committed suicide. Oh. I'm so sorry, Nick. He suffered from depression. I ask myself every day why, you know. I, I just want to help others going through something, no matter how big or small. Everyone deserves to be happy. It broke my heart to hear him talk about his dad. I realized, deep down, he was a good guy. No matter how much he walked around school with that goddamn everyone worship me, I'm an athlete ego. And how much his secret boyfriend was turning into his stuck-up, entitled brat. He must have sensed how moved I was as he leaned his knee against mine. And that's when my dad started crying. Trust me, I wanted to sob a waterfall and enjoy the goosebumps from the knee grazing, but I remember they were bonding and it made me jealous. Your father would be so proud of you, Nick. Thank you, Mr. O'Day. Is there something about Bruce you are most proud of? No, can we not do this? Please, do not answer that. 
Well, Bruce is a great tennis player. I remember when he first beat me. He was only eight. <laughs> Dad, you played a three-hour match before we played, so you were tired, and I, I, I'm not that good. Own it, Bruce. I brushed his hand under the table. It caused him to bang his free hand against a fork, sending it flying. Glad to know my touch could make a stud fling a fork so erratically. Now ranked number 10 in Northern California in the boys' 16s. God, can we please not talk about this? What? Number 10? How come you never told me about this, Bruce? You should be proud. It's just one part of the country. There are loads of better players out there. Tennis is a global sport anyways. He's going to play the number one spot at Rober. Okay, change of subject. I wonder when the food will arrive. I'm complimenting you, Bruce. I'm really going to miss Bruce when he goes to boarding school. I think it's going to be such a great opportunity. Bruce just doesn't really understand yet, but... Can we not? Please? I don't want to talk about boarding school. I don't care right now how amazing of an experience it's going to be. Can we just change the subject? Guilty burger with a side of tartar sauce? Yep, right over here. Bruce? What? Half the music you listen to sounds like someone's getting hit over the head with a hammer. Hmm. We're almost there anyways. Your world, your rules. What was that? Uh, nothing. Can you not do that thing with your knee? Whatever floats your boat. Thank you for lunch today, Mr. O'Day. You're welcome, Nick. It was really nice to meet you. Really nice to meet you, too. Any requests for dinner tonight, Bruce? Whatever. It's your last meal with us until Christmas. How about your favorite? Meatballs! Did he really have to say that I wouldn't be back until Christmas? Seriously? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'd love meatballs. Bye, Mr. O'Day. Thanks for lunch, boys. You okay? The answer was no. I didn't even have a chance to respond as my favorite people, aka Nick's friends who treated me like shit, Joel and Phoebe, were in sight. Oh, you mind waiting here a minute so they uh, don't see us? And suddenly, there was that same hollow feeling from this morning. Simply put, we were different. A storm started swirling in my head. I was this nerd, wannabe jock, actually athletic on a good day, with low self-esteem, always wanting people to think I was cool. And here was Mr. Prince, who could do no wrong, good at heart, but self-centered, popular, obsessed, semi-jackass, who could get any guy or girl he wanted. So why me? And was this dude even gay? I hated asking myself these questions, but I couldn't help it. I sucked up his request. Whatever. Sure. Hey, I'll see you in theater, yeah? Yeah. And if things couldn't get any more awkward, I could hear them as I walked by. Yo, what happened? Lunch rehearsal, remember? Did you just have lunch with that weirdo Bruce O'Day? His parents are friends with mine. I was kind of forced into a lunch with them at the last minute. My bad, yo. Cute shirt today, Nick. 
And that's when I saw Phoebe pull on his shirt collar and his reaction, a smirk. I suddenly had this strong desire to never step foot in Santa Lopez again. Meanwhile, some interesting events were taking place at Cupid Zero while I was in theater. Stephanie would fill me in later. Apparently, Matt and Andy had been preparing for the fall ball, and Stephanie had just returned from having bought party supplies. The boys naturally spray-painted a mural of Diva's names for the party. Christina, Aaliyah, Mariah, Whitney, Brittany, Madonna, Janet. Love, love, love! You guys are killing it! Hollywood should remake Absolutely Fabulous with an all-black cast. Who would you cast? Brandy and Beyonce. Mm, no shade towards either of those queens, but I'd prefer the stars to be two black female comedians. Hello? Brandy screamed her booty off and I still know what you did last summer, and Beyonce's sass stole the show in Austin Powers. I know a star when I see one. Hmm. Can they make millions of people fall over in their chairs laugh, though, like those AbFab ladies? Solid point, Steph. My folks would be for Wanda Sykes and Tia and Tamara Mori. Why can't there be three stars instead of just two? That's when the worst human alive walked in. Mrs. Jorgensen, blonde, carried that bitchy popular girl persona straight to her 50th year around the sun. Hi. Is this Cupid's arrow? Yes. What can I do for you today? My name's Renee Jorgensen, and it has come to my attention that you are hosting some kind of gay dance for kids. All the LGBT centers in the San Francisco Bay Area host a dance for the youth every November. You're hosting this abhorrence at my husband's hotel in Marin. Cancel it. Excuse me? I said, cancel it. No. No? Did I stutter? I said no, and I'd like for you to leave. Cancel it, or I'll share these with everyone, including your sponsors. You'll have until tomorrow night to cancel or I will share these with every media outlet. You'll see my card with my number in the packet. <laughs> that lady needs a man. Or a woman. What's in it, Steph? What's wrong? Nothing. I'll take care of this. Don't worry. In theater that day, our teacher assigned us to get into pairs for an improv exercise. Kirsten was sitting across the aisle with my biggest fan, Joel, sitting in front of her. Nick and Phoebe were near the front of the room. As I walked up to Kirsten to ask if she wanted to be partners. Yo, Kirsten, wanna be partners? Sorry, dude. Whoa, ball boy turned military boy. Show you his hairy ass or something, Kirsten? Maybe in your wet dreams that you had about me last night. A dream is probably the only time you could ever get it up anyways. Listen, I'm really sorry with how I've been acting lately. I've been going through a lot. I hate how we're not talking. Can you forgive me? Please? Bruce, I want to apologize as well for how I reacted after you came out to me. I've been doing a lot of thinking about it, and I feel horrible. I still love you, Bruce. I'm always here for you if you ever need anything. 
Love you too, Kirsten. Same goes for you. The hug that we shared that moment was quickly lost as I noticed Phoebe and Joel looking at us like we were beneath them. Nick's look was surprisingly different. It was as if he was genuinely happy to have seen us make up. You mind if we talk somewhere else? So, who should we be for this project? I was thinking that we should be your brother and sister. Luke and Leia? Mm, mm, more like Drew Barrymore and David Arquette? Uh, the first time I ever watched Never Been Kissed was with you. Really? <laughs> Sorry. It's just, I've been such a mess. Especially when I heard you were going to Rober. Oh, Kirsten. Bruce, there's something I need to tell. Me too. Uh, you, you know Nick? Oh, of course. Who doesn't? Well, we've just been hanging out more, and I found out he goes to therapy because his dad died. Oh, God. That's so sad. Shit. I, I, uh, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. Bruce, it's okay. I, I won't say anything. And I'm running away from home. What? Oh my god, Bruce. Are you kidding me? That is a huge mistake. Um, so was that time when you called your mom a- Could you blame me though? She was being a real bee. My mom barred me from dating Anthony Grider. You were a freshman and Anthony was a senior. I mean, I can't blame your obsession. He is basically a thirst trap. What's wrong with us? <laughs> Nothing. Everything. Oh, yeah. So, what were you going to tell me? So, I did some digging about what it's like being gay at Rober. Bruce, they don't tolerate it. Huh? I mean, what, what do you mean? They'll expel you if they find out you're gay. Holy... My next to last stop of the day was good old Miss Hightower. There she was, talking to the quietest bookworm of a student. I don't give recommendations to any student with a B or lower. Not worth my time. You can leave now. Hi, uh, Miss Hightower? Thank you. As I started to walk away... Bruce? Yeah? You should learn how to arrive on time. Excuse me? You would have at least passed if you had just arrived on time. It's really a bad habit. Keep up the tardiness, you'll lose out on missed opportunities. Jobs, even. Wouldn't want to see you bussing tables at my age. Or maybe it's just your destiny. Some students just don't have any drive. You know, thank you for that. But let me give you a few words of advice now that we've reached that pinnacle in our teacher-student relationship. You should look up the definition for two words and only two. Heart and nice. Study them well, because you're going to need them when karma comes back to bite you.
Jeez, I, I can't believe I did that. I'd probably regret it at some point, but I knew it was time to start standing up for myself. After I went through my texts, all for my dad, I was so popular. I called Stephanie. Hi, Bruce. Hey. Did you talk with your parents about how you really feel? Yeah. That was a lie. But there's something else. Can I come over, Stephanie? Please? How about you come over to Cupid's Arrow and we can talk more about it? Sound good? Sounds good. Uh, I'll see you soon. Hey, Mr. Lindo, you wanted to see me? Yes, Bruce. I just wanted to ask, is everything okay? Um, yeah, why do you ask? You're a great class participator, but your essays don't seem to reflect the drive you share verbally in class. Maybe I'm just not into English. But the thoughts you share in class reflect differently. Why is that? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I started to walk away because that was the easy way out, running from my insecurities. But why was I insecure about English class? I wish you all the best in Chicago. I really liked Mr. Lindo and wanted to say goodbye, but I didn't feel like I needed another adult to correct my problems. So I forced myself a smile and walked out. And shortly after, I would come to discover my mom was in the Castro, San Francisco's gay district, at a gay bookshop buying a sports magazine for yours truly. Holy damn. Wow, sir. Oh, oh my, oh my. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, Mom. Where are you headed? The store. Oreo needs more doggy bags. Oh, can you buy him some food as well? She dug into her suitcase-sized, custom designer-made purse and handed me a debit card. No, I, I, I shouldn't take this. No, take it. You remember my passcode, right? Zero six... Yes, yes. Don't say it so loud, honey. Don't want to tip the neighbors off. And don't tell your father. But I was in the Castro today. You were where? The gay neighborhood. The hottest guy on the planet. No more than Leo or Nick, though. Grace the cover. Out sports. What was this newfound radiance my mom was introduced me to? And God, why was this man on the cover making me kind of... There's an article on Chicago's LGBT water polo team, too. I, I thought you might want to check it out. And there was a small plastic tube of liquid that I thought was hand sanitizer at first. But the condoms, I, I knew what those were after having watched Old School, and I almost had a panic attack. There were these two men in the store. They had the most gorgeous beards, hairy chests, qu quite burly, and so fashionable with their leatherwear. 
Is that a trend now? Anyways, they said I should buy these for you. Okay, wow. Please just stop, Mom. I'm not having this conversation with you right now. <laughs> Play safe, sweetie. Okay, I'm going to go to the store. Oh, right. Drive safe. Did my mom just sex educate me? I was jamming in my own world as I started my runaway adventure. Cruising through the burbs, out of my peripheral, I noticed it was from Nick, so I had to. I opened the image he sent me, and it was of him, naked, holding a water polo ball out to cover his... Oh, fuck. I had crashed against the side of a parked car. The damage was minimal, maybe some scratches to my front bumper and the other car's driver's side door, but it wasn't noticeable, so I regretfully take a guess. Look, I had already come this far. As I looked back, my stomach churned as I saw a 12-year-old girl take a picture of my license plate with her camera. <sighs> I had made it to Cupid's Arrow, interrupting the youth meeting that Stephanie was managing. She had this serious look on her face, like she wasn't happy to see me. What the hell was I getting myself into? She waved me over to come sit down, regardless. Matt and Andy smiled as I sat. I felt like I was at home. Cupid's Arrow was created, produced, edited, and written by Eddie Gaspard. Artwork designed by Shay Ricketts. Starring Aaron Crennan, Jake Clements, Kareem Ferguson, Emily Torres, Mackenzie Trent, Tammy Elfasi, Susanna Kim, Grant Gracehyper, Victor Torres, Chase Clements, and Joshua Myers. Cupid's Arrow is a production of Eddie Gaspard Productions. <laughs>